0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: I would see this guy standing on the corner in the uh, community where we lived outside of Houston, and he um, was the happiest person I ever saw, (laughs) Um, but not in a good situation. Obviously, didn't have anywhere to stay. And he walks up to me with his hand outstretched and says, Hi, I'm Victor. How are you?
0: A homeless man. A broken woman and the decision that made them family. Kinda like Grace. Next on Life Today.
2: is really a joy to, to come in to, I not I'm smiling, because you know, I, I asked one of our guests, did somebody just get you off the street?" Uh, and you uh, know what the fact is, they did. Mm-hmm. Love got him off. The, mm-hmm. listen, listen. love moves mountains, mm-hmm. and it performs miracles. I'm James Robinson, and this is my wife, Betty, and it's a miracle. I'm sitting by this beautiful girl. Nobody believes mm-hmm. that she's about the same age as me, and I'm 76. <laughs> yeah, see, you say, And she says, "Why do you have to tell him? That in a month or so I'll be the same. What? You don't do that. No, you don't do that. Well, nobody believes me. Anyway. But look, I'm going to tell you something. It's a joy to be wherever you are to be with you. Because wherever you are, there's someone that loves you more than we can describe. But he's going to give us a chance. We're going to show you how God's love can notice somebody on the street, and all of a sudden the whole world will change. And you're gonna hear it from someone that uh, wrote a book called Kinda Like Grace. And you may have seen her on television where you know, some of the major news shows are talking to her because they say, you're like an angel. Ginger, you're like an angel because you talk to somebody on the street and then all of a sudden they ended up in your home. This is crazy. And, and she says, I wasn't an angel. But uh, you need to hear the story. Would you welcome Ginger Sprouse and her friend Victor to life today? Would you welcome them? <laughs>
1: Ginger,
2: you got a big smile on your face. Thank you. And you got a smile. You got a smile on your face when you're sitting on the street yes, yes, sir.
1: He did. Yeah. Uh, and, uh,
2: <laughs> I want you to. I want to really cut to the chase here, Ginger, because. Uh, I feel like what we're talking about is kind of like grace. It's what it is. And you needed grace because people called you an angel, but you said you were anything but. But somehow grace did something in your life, and that grace spilled out on the street. So however you want to start, but just tell us, I don't know how you came to see this guy, notice him, and then all of a sudden he ends up in your home. Mm -hmm with your husband's approval
3: mm-hmm.
2: and people thinking you just wonderful. And then you say, well, let's backtrack. So exactly. T- tell people what yeah. you want them to know in kind of a capsule form because you're going to want to read it.
1: Yeah. And- well, you know, I would definitely say it's one of those things. I grew up in church. I went every Sunday. I was the quintessential, the bus driver came to my house, picked me up, carried me out there. Um, I heard them talk in church about, um, uh, you know, uh, bad things are going to happen. You're going to go to hell and, and uh, you know, you need to know Jesus. And I thought, well, gosh, I, I want that. That sounds like a good thing. And so I remember as a child thinking, well, I definitely want to make sure that I do that. And and so I was baptized and my parents came to church and my daddy taught Sunday school for 30 years. You know, uh, Sunday night church training, Tuesday visitation, Wednesday uh, you know, ambassadors and all of that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I was married and I had what I thought was the picture perfect, what it's supposed to look like to be a Christian family faith. Went to church every Sunday, didn't spend any time in the word, you know, every once in a while I'd say, Oh, I need to read through this this year. I'd last about two days. Uh, but I was faithful to go and, uh, really, Uh, I became so discontent in my own heart, you know, I had a husband that loved me, I had beautiful children, I homeschooled, I had everything in the world I could ever want, and uh, still not happy. And um, didn't want to be obedient to what I knew was the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, I started looking outside of my home for happiness, because I was selfish. I It was all about me. That's what I kept hearing. That's what everybody always said. Well, it's, you know, it's all about you and you deserve to be happy and you need something in your life that makes you feel good. And uh, so I was unfaithful to my husband and I left my children, abandoned everything that I had, uh, devastated my parents, uh, my church family, my friends, his family. And... um, really just turned away from what I knew in my head to be the right thing because there had never been a connection from here to my heart. And it was evident in the way that I was behaving and the things that I did. And um, so, you know, it was difficult for my husband now, many years later, to look back and say, well, are you sure you want to write all that and tell people? And I wanted to say I did because we all fall short of the glory of God. And I think a word that is little used today is the need to repent, to turn from your sin, to live a life that's pleasing to God. And so when I did that, it was, I love to tell people it wasn't a sermon, it wasn't a story, it wasn't a song, it wasn't someone coming and, you know, get hold of me. It was just the Holy Spirit late in the night when it was dark, uh, saying to me, you know that the way you're living is wrong. And uh, I remember one day I got up and I said, okay, Lord, I know that the answer is in your word. And I said, I will meet you at the table every morning. I will commit to that. And so I set my Bible on the table and I said, I've never been able to stick with it. I've never understood it. It's always been hard. Um, Help me understand it. And I will be faithful to meet you here. And he keeps his promises. <laughs> and it is just God's word that changed my heart, that wrought repentance in my life, that that made me a new person, that took away my heart of stone and gave me, you know, gave me a heart of flesh.
2: Okay, so did your whole world then change? And that had anything to do with noticing a guy on the street corner?
1: Well, it didn't change overnight. You know, I still had to live with all of the consequences of my sin. You know, broken relationships with my children and divorce and all of those kind of things. But I really started asking the Lord, because I had been such an incredibly selfish person, help me learn to love people like you do. I don't I I don't know how to do that. I know it says it, but I, I don't have it in me. And, uh, so I continued to study my Bible and I kept coming across all these verses about love your neighbor as yourself and all this. And so on the way to work every day, I would see this guy standing on the corner in the, uh, community where we lived outside of Houston and he, um, was the happiest person I ever saw, <laughs> um, but not in a good situation. Obviously didn't have anywhere to stay, and uh, but always smiling, singing, not asking for money or anything like that, but always there. Um, And the Lord started putting it on my heart. And so I started, I thought I was doing a good thing. And so I started saying, Lord, please send someone to help him. (laughs) It would just be so wonderful, Lord, if you would send someone. And, you know, that was at that time where that song was really popular. It said, I did, I created someone and that's you. And I was like, oh, well, that is so not what I had in mind, you know. And so I couldn't get away from the verses that kept saying, love your neighbor. And I kept going, well, this is obviously not a good idea, Lord. This is not safe. (laughs) It's not wise my husband's not gonna be on board with me talking to someone on the street and uh, Just finally one day man I hit the steering wheel and I said if you want me to stop Lord I'm gonna stop and you know, you're gonna have to make it. Okay. And so I always tell people I pulled up and he turned around and looked at me and I rolled down my window going, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. And uh, he walks up to me with his hand outstretched and says, hi, I'm Victor. How are you? Just, you know, and I just, the Holy Spirit was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So what did you think, Victor, when she
3: first showed you a little attention at least? Well, I just, I feel like God just dropped a blessing on me, you know, <laughs> it came out of nowhere, you know, it just hit me. you know. you know, I was with it, you know, because, you know, I'm a friendly person, but I, you know, I just accepted it all as God's, you know, moving in my life, you know, and just making, being a force. you know, I just, and you know, I just agreed to be our friend and we just conversated and chatted and hung out and, and everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what did you say to him to get the conversation? Because you said you didn't know what you were doing.
1: I had no idea, <laughs> yeah. People always say, well, you know, how, and I said, I had no idea that we were going to end up being friends forever and, you know, he'd come in to live with, that was not in my mind. I just thought I was going to maybe buy him a burger. I mean, I was was like, you know, and so, and, and so I offered him money and I offered him food and he said, no, thanks. I'm good. And I was like, well, I I don't know what to do now. And, but the one thing he did, um, you know, I kind of chatted with him a few minutes. Can I get you anything? And he said, no, I'm fine. And I was like, okay. And, uh, he said, so when you coming back? (laughs) <laughs> That's what he said, and I said, "Oh, well, I hadn't really intended that." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So I started yeah. visiting with him. Yeah. I would uh, get a cup of coffee, and I would go sit with him right where he was. I mean, for a good six months. Mm-hmm. That's what I always tell people. It wasn't overnight. Yeah. yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, you know, where does he end up? Because comes home with you?
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. It was. Um, Took time. Yeah, it was. We got to be really good friends, and uh, the weather started getting not so great. And uh, I remember one Saturday morning, I I woke my husband up, and I was like, Uh I said, it's raining. And he said, thank you. And I said, my friend Victor is in the rain. Uh And he said, okay. Uh And my husband is such a saint. And he said, well, what do you want me to do about that? And I said, well, I don't know. What do you you think the Lord wants us to do? Uh (laughs) Yeah. Uh And he said, I'll make breakfast. You go get him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I went and picked him up, and it was right rain, before Christmas. You stayed out there in the rain? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> did you have a little cover of
3: any kind? A little, little... Well, I, you, I mean, I, I just feel like it's the Lord on me, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he always said you know? that, yeah. It's, 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 Where did you start thinking about God? What made that happen? Did somebody, uh, I was you, always inspired by God since young, or young at a young age, but, you know, but I mean, like, see you mature in your Christianity. That's what it was. And I I just went with the force that I felt, you know. And, uh, Did you feel like Jesus and God loved you when you was out there by yourself? Yes. Uh. Yeah. you know, I, I felt like he was going to come eventually because <laughs> I know <laughs> faith is usually uh, God testing your patience. And, and I I thought that was a big part of uh, what he was trying to do with me. And, uh, I felt it in my heart. You know, you see things around you. And you know you don't let that define what's inside you, you know what I'm saying? So I let I let, yeah. I let uh, God uh paint my picture from my heart, you know, and I just you know I just uh talk to people and 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 you know we be we be friends and we get along pretty good, you know, the people that I knew and, um, and uh, you yeah. know I met her in the same way. It's a privilege to serve, but but I don't think uh anything evil can exist with anything godly, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, He'll escort the demons out of my life, you know. What I mean? <laughs> he can <laughs> kick them out. Yeah, he so okay, he sent you an angel, right? So you got, you he's got
2: cross, right, you close got right to with you. God. That's yeah, what, what you're talking yeah. about. This uh, yeah. kind of grace. This is a big yeah. kind of grace. Yeah. Okay, so he ends up. Didn't, now, did you take him the day in the rain home to the? We did. Place?
1: We took him home, and he spent the night. And you know, uh, and it was great. And he yeah. slept. And the next morning was Sunday. And so we woke up, and I said. Uh You know, I hadn't really thought beyond that, and I was like, "Well, what are we going to do now?" And so you
2: had at least dried his clothes in the dryer, right? We washed his clothes,
1: and then and then we took him back to the corner because I didn't know what to do. I know exactly. We drove away, and my husband was like. The Lord is not pleased with this, you know? I mean, this is not good. Uh-huh. This is not good. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh-huh. And so, um, uh-huh. you know, we... You do com- talk
2: about this husband a lot, right? Yes, okay. he's to yeah, be sure. He's a
1: blessing. Uh-huh. And But, you know, our community rallied around us. I, um, I created a, a page online, and our community rallied around us and donated money. And so we actually rented him a hotel room for about three months. And he stayed there and then... Uh, five,
2: so the church kind of helped you do this.
1: It was the community, community. as a whole. Okay, and yeah. really, um, it was such a blessing. People would super. come up to me and say, you're amazing and I'd get uh-huh. to share my testimony with them. And so that to me, I was like, oh Lord, you gave me an opportunity <laughs> to tell I'm, I'm in. Now you're
2: telling everybody exactly. all Exactly, yeah, I know.
1: Uh-huh. And just so, noticing somebody. Yeah, yeah. and so um, we put him up in the hotel and finally we just kind of came to the point. He's such a people person yeah. and he's so joyful. Uh-huh. And finally, we just said one, day you know this is silly we're running back and forth just come on and so he came and and lived with us and yeah. uh but you know he's he you had
2: children in the home still right? i
1: did my son was uh, a senior in high school
2: senior in high and school did y'all I- get along good did you get along with the boy. Oh, yeah. okay <laughs> right. did he like
3: you yeah, we get along pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Pretty we good?
2: Pretty yeah. Good. You still having
3: to teach him some stuff? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know,
3: brotherly stuff, you That's know? That's right, yeah. 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 Uh,
1: and they do. I mean, my son, you know, he considers Victor his his family. Yeah, I mean, we all do, for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, this is beautiful. What do you want people to hear, Ginger, more than anything about this whole thing?
1: You know, I want people to know that repentance is such a relief And the grace of God is so real. And if you just will listen to what he wants to do for you, that it's not rules that he wants us to follow, that it is the best for us. And just he's willing to redeem anything if we will allow him to do it. He draws and gives us an opportunity to respond and just oh, tell people, please, please, you know, listen to his voice calling. He wants his children with him and he wants us to, to, um, serve him and love him. And he's so good and gracious and kind. And even when you continue to fall down, he still is right there saying, you know, I'm, I'm with you always.
2: He always has the father's heart.
3: I think we always say, God, I want to be a blessing to others, but I feel like through your story, God was saying, I'm going to, give you a blessing by letting you meet him. Get ready, girl. I'd like to add, uh, you know, uh, I I was just gonna say that uh, I think that God can uh, take any situation, you know, long as it's a little bit of light of God in in you, it can transform into something real bright and and Mm. radiate off you, you know, God, (laughs) he he can uh, change your atmosphere and and the people around you and your whole situation and you're just, and your circle will be better and everything will be positive and, and you'll have good feelings and, you know, you and just you run work with too, it. don't you? Go you go to work. You run you with, you with it, you yeah. Work for you Chick-tory, go work. Now you work at now you're working at Burger King. Yeah, you know, on the cover of this book, yeah. there's two shoes here. That's my favorite color, yeah. blue. okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to
2: hear the story about these shoes. Which one <laughs> <laughs> of
3: you want to Look at his feet. You? you see? I wear oh, the color blue a lot, so, you know, I like to wear the blue shoes because that's my favorite color, you know? That
1: was the first gift I bought and
3: she, she got it by the beach because I, that's probably a place I would be,
2: you know. What yeah, did he tell
3: you when you brought up shoes? What did he say?
1: Oh, yeah, he told me exactly what he had an exact order that they needed to be this brand, this color, this size. Yeah, and so I went to the store and shopped and yeah. brought them back. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. it was so, awesome. Yeah. You
2: know, he says he'll he'll shod you with the gospel of peace on yeah. your feet. Yeah. yeah. So you got peace on your feet. Yes, we don't yes, need to yes, live sir. with peace on our feet. Yeah, that's and right. And we need to spread that peace. What's happening here is Holy Spirit life. And I don't know where you are, but you're as noticed. Now, I don't even know what's going on in your life, but I guarantee you, if Betty and I were in your home, oh God, I wouldn't want you here now. I'm not really dressed up. You, okay, I don't understand. Maybe early in the morning. Or where you are. You might be in a bar. I don't care where you are. If Betty and I came in, we would love you. I'd love to send you a book that's a simple introduction to the Father and some simple Bible studies, it's called Knowing God as Father, called an ask And then I want to say to both of you, our viewers joined us years ago when I found starving children in third world countries, mostly in Africa. But we saw the need and we started meeting and I came to you and I said, and Betty and I did, Mm -hmm. we have found a need and a legitimate way to meet it with love. Would you join us and do it? And boy, did you do it. You talk about putting God's arms around the suffering. I want you to listen to our missionary who went to be with heaven, went went to be in heaven with the Lord. But here's his son with our mission team, sharing the heart of God and the needs. That love through you has freely met You can be the miracle that so many people need. You can be somebody's miracle. Watch closely and prayerfully. We had heard about how bad the conditions are in this village, and we started the next morning to just talk to mothers. Almost every mother we spoke to told a similar story of at least losing one child, but some had lost two or three children. We asked one of the mothers, you know, where do you get food from? She said, we have no food. She said, we literally have no food. One of the mothers we spoke to was Maria, a young woman who had beautiful twin daughters Both babies recently became ill with the unmistakable signs of malnutrition, but one of them deteriorated far too rapidly to react. Maria can't allow herself to mourn. The sorrow makes her physically ill. So she pushes away the thoughts and tries to focus on her remaining daughter. She's doing all she can to survive. But without food, Maria fears that she will live the same nightmare again. Please help us today to bring Mission Feeding to this area because we cannot do it without you. If you'll knit your hearts and your hands with us, and if you'll do what you can do, you'll enable us to do what we have to do, and that is establish Mission Feeding here and save these children's lives. We've lost a daughter to cancer. And people like you put arms of love around us with your prayers. As I was looking at that precious mother, Betty and the little sister, the little baby on her back. I think these women most beautiful women in the world that just love their children so much. And they they're the greatest source of joy because they are poor. And when we found out that we could save their lives and give them a future, we started doing it. But we, we sold things here at the ministry. And we started supporting, and we didn't know if anybody would join us. And so we started telling you, and Betty and I started going to the ends of the earth to show you a need that love could meet. And with amazement, you stepped up. We have saved somewhere between 13 and 15 million lives. Did you hear what I just said? Like that. Little ones, 13 to 15 million. That's that's the reports from the nations where we saved them. When I say we, who is that? That's us. So we give people a future and a hope, and we show them how to get on their feet, and we teach them responsibility, accountability, and even how to work. You saw a lot of children lined up there in that area we were feeding, and they had clothes given and donated, and a lot of them came from all the different parts of the world and made them look nice, even though they're poor. And then we're feeding them food that you give. And Betty, it's been the most amazing thing. Right now, we've got 400,000 children in need. Mm. Situations just like that. Now think about what I'm saying. This is a miracle. For $30, $50, $100, we can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months. Would you please, would you please help us feed 10? Could you do that? Surely you could help three or five, 30, 50, 100. There are many of you that have been so blessed, you could help us feed 100, you You'd give $1,000. I really believe that. All I'm asking you to do is be an answer to that mother's heart cry. She's already lost a child. She won't lose another one. She's working, she's trying to find a little grain and it's so meager, but we not only feed them and stabilize Then we encourage schools and we do the feeding there so they get an education. And everywhere we feed, girls who are taught to work, the attendance of girls goes up 70% because only about 10 to 20% attend until we feed. Listen to me. It's a miracle. We have some beautiful gifts. Anthony Evans' CD, his songs, altered became number one right off. We're sending this incredibly gifted, beautiful music from Anthony Evans, Tony Evans' son, you know, Priscilla Shower, this Evans family, beautiful, we love them. We're sending that to say thank you. We've got the beautiful mugs filled with joy, filled with faith. For those of you who will receive the CD, but also both mugs, if you just say, James, I can give $100. You can. You give $1,000, we've got the beautiful bronze in the arms of the shepherd. That's what you're doing. Would you right now please go get your your checkbook and write a check to life, call us and tell us what you're making, or would you go online, go get your bank card, use it like a check, or dial that number. People have been calling and saying, I want to know God as Father. Would you please call right now and say, I'm going to help you feed 10 kids, five kids or three. There's some level you can be an answer to somebody's prayer. Please do it right now. If you put it off, chances are it'll be put off. Go do it right now. Thank you for doing it.
0: Mission Feeding began with a promise to be there in times of crisis for thousands of hurting and hungry children in their time of need. Now more than ever, we need your help to save lives by feeding and caring for children across the continent of Africa. With food reserves gone and many areas experiencing severe famine, we urgently need to replenish our supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your gift of love can be the miracle answer to a desperate mother's prayer. Call now with your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 that will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. With your gift, we'll send you the Altered Worship CD by Anthony Evans, This powerful full-length album includes unique versions of some of today's most cherished worship songs that are sure to uplift and inspire you. With your gift of $100 or more, please request a filled with faith and joy travel mug set. These 12-ounce mugs are crafted with large handles, double-layered insulation, and vacuum-sealed lids to prevent spills. Each mug includes a message to remind you of God's blessings and faithfulness. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
2: I am believing that if you can help, you will. If you'd like to have this book, it's kind of like grace, because that's what you're just dumping out. You say, James, if I help you feed those kids, would you mind sending me that? We'll send it to say thank you. It's online. You can get it in the bookstores. I think it'll bless you. Would all of you join me and say thanks to Victor and thanks to Ginger for being blessing? Thank you for showing us what. Well. We love you, Victor. Thank all of you for watching. Thank you for loving people and putting God's arms around them. Thank you.
0: In 1996, Alice received a mandatory sentence of life in prison. In 2018, President Trump commuted her sentence. Her journey next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.